Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. gentlemen and welcome to getting it out podcast that was social pressure with wits and that's the second track of the brand new four song seven inch it's a self-titled effort it's available now on damaged brain records i picked it up just last week i woke up in the morning i saw one of the fellows i knew promoting it on his instagram i said i'll buy that i haven't bought a seven inch in decades that's a lie, but it's been a long time. And I bought it. I picked it up. It's right here. It's in my possession. I'm holding it in my hands as I'm speaking right now, but I can't play the seven inch to you from my stereo through this microphone to your ears. So I reached out to uh, Cody Bunce, a man in the band and said, Hey man, send me a song so I can share with the people out there. I think people should hear it. And there you did. It's Witsend from Social Pressure on their brand new self-titled 7-inch available now on Damaged Brain Records. The best way to pick that up is go to damagedbrainrex.bigcartel.com. There are two options for buying the 7-inch. One, you can buy it flat black. It's plain. It's regular. It's hardcore. It's the way it should be. The other way is exactly like that, but with a $2 zine added to it, the damaged brain zine. I suggest you do the latter rather than the former, but either way, you can't go wrong. And whose suggestion would you trust more than mine? Nobody. I know the answer to that. Don't worry. Okay, what's happening on this episode of the podcast? I've got a conversation with Jacob Murphy, the vocalist and mastermind behind the band Final Gasp. We're talking about their new record, Morning Moon, which will drop soon on Relapse Records. They've already got a few EPs out there for you to check out. We'll talk all about that, how it all came together. You know what we do here on the podcast by now, don't you? That's what it's going to be. And uh, you, you know that there's one final step that has to be taken in this introduction before we get to the goodies. And yes, it's Hot Zone, baby. Check it! Why you getting it out? Why you getting it out? 
let's get started on this. We got a lot to talk about. First, how about this terrible, this terrible United States basketball team? You know we're getting into sports. God damn it. There's a lot, a lot of sports things have happened since last Friday. The United States lost to Canada to get fourth place in the FIBA World Cup tournament. A disgrace, really. Uh, but that's the way it was. Germany beats Serbia to become the gold medalist. And Serbia, of course, got the silver, but they still went home as losers. And Canada, you know, that's the funny thing. You want to win. They say you want to win the last game, whether it's uh whether it's for third place or first place, but either way, you want to leave feeling good about yourself. And so I guess Canada and uh, and Germany get to do that. And Dennis Schroeder was the best player in the in the tournament, according to the votes, which if you watch NBA basketball, you know, that's that's not real. But uh, it is because it happened. So we got to let it be. We got to move on. Dylan Brooks scored 39 points against the United States. It was it was crazy. Mikael Bridges, though, had one of the greatest missed free throw plays ever in the history of basketball, if not if not the greatest. It was quite impressive. Uh, But, yeah, we we shouldn't talk about this. You don't care anyway. I'm aware that you don't care. Even basketball fans mostly don't care about international basketball. But I thought I had to talk about it because the other option is that we talk about the NFL. Yeah, the only options are sports on this episode of the podcast, which is kind of funny because I feel like anybody who's listening to this episode probably definitely doesn't care about sports. Uh, this little niche of hardcore, typically typically not, in, not into the jock stuff. But hey, baby, I still am. So you got to listen to it a little bit. The NFL kicked off uh, over the last week and all the good teams lost. I guess if you consider the AFC teams good, uh, the Chiefs lost, the Bills lost last night, the Bengals lost, uh, the uh, the Chargers lost, but they lost to the Dolphins. So I guess that's kind of a toss up. They're both at about the same level, I think most people would say. Uh, who else lost? Not the Eagles. The Eagles uh, stormed to victory in stupid New England. Uh, easy one, they might say. Actually, I didn't get to watch most of it. I had to listen to it a little bit on the radio as I was driving to and from Philadelphia as it went on. And it sounds like it was a good good game to miss. And I caught the end where Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball and almost lost the whole damn thing. Maybe you can tell by the tone of my voice, but football is just not exciting me anymore. I feel like I've been talking about this for years, ever since the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I just don't care as much anymore. I feel like the goal has been reached. We've done it. Let's move on. No, you know, we should move on. We should move on to the conversation about the escaped Brazilian murderer right here in Pennsylvania, very nearby to my house at uh, one county over, I should say. And uh, he's he's just it's a miraculous escape at this point. How have they not caught this guy uh, last week or whatever, a couple of weeks ago? I don't know how many weeks it's been. They said they couldn't get him because it was too hot. So they couldn't use the heat seeking shit that they use. Whatever. These are very technical terms I've come up with. And now I'd like to hear the excuse. Apparently he had a van. Uh, He's had clothes. He's had a backpack. He keeps going to Longwood Gardens to check out the beautiful sights there. Uh, They keep surrounding him, but somehow missing him. I don't know. I don't know how he's doing it. And so if you're not familiar, there's this guy who was in this prison in uh, Chester County, Pennsylvania, and he scaled the walls. There's a video of it. Uh, where he basically did what everybody did when you were kids in a hallway and you reached across with your hands and your feet on one side, hands on the other side, and you kind of just shimmied up. Uh, And whatever he did at the top, I don't know. But he went the same way that somebody just escaped. So shame on them for not being able to figure this out. 
Anyway, he was in jail for murdering his girlfriend and he murdered his girlfriend because she was going to tell people that he murdered somebody else in Brazil. I think I got all this right. I probably don't, but whatever. I'm not a news reporter. I'm just reporting the news. Okay. So, uh, so he escapes, he gets away. He's been on the lamb as they call it. That's not an animal, uh, for, uh, I don't know how many days let's, let's say, uh, 22 days. I'm exaggerating. It's probably not that many, maybe, uh, 18 days and they can't get him. How's this guy? What's he doing in the Pennsylvania wilderness? It's not exactly pleasant. It's been raining a lot. He must be very wet. Uh, but you know, whatever, I guess that's worth it. Uh, I don't, I, I just feel like he hasn't gotten very far. Um, Maybe he needs to turn it up a notch, take some risks, get out of Dodge, man. It's hot here. And I don't mean I don't mean uh, weather wise. I mean, they're looking for you. You need to go. Although with a guy this shitty, I'd really prefer that he gets caught. And uh, I don't I don't need any extra punishment. Just uh, he's like a two time murderer. Maybe let's not have him around. Okay, I think you lost your right to be around. I don't know the situations between between your your Brazilian murder. But I do kind of know what happened here in this American murder. And yeah, you should probably be locked up forever at the least. So this guy, he's out there. I don't know how to say his first name. It sounds like Daniel, but it's not. And his last name is Calvacante. Of course, that means he's a Brazilian guy because I already mentioned he's from Brazil and murdering folks in Brazil. But now he's in the Pennsylvania wilderness. So if you pass through Chester County, there was already things to worry about. But now there's one little tiny five foot thing that maybe you should worry about, but probably not. He's not going to hurt you. That's that's not true. You come across him. Probably uh, dangerous. I wouldn't say that he's armed, but, you know, whatever. That's the news report for the local convict escape. Now, let's get back to the music conversation. This conversation that you're about to hear is with Jacob Murphy. He is the vocalist for Final Gasp. He's been in a lot of bands. He is in a lot of bands. He does a lot of cool sounds, but this one, I'd say, is the most unique. Uh, Morning Moon is going to come out uh, very soon through Relapse Records. And if you've heard anything from the previous EPs, you've kind of got a taste of what they're going for. I think they really nail it with the tracks that I've heard so far from Morning Moon. And you're going to hear one of those right now. And hey, let's just start out with the title track. It's the first single from the record. It's already out there for your consumption. I'm going to play it for you right now. And then we're going to get into my conversation with Jacob Murphy.
gasp. I almost say final grasp every time. How much do other people fuck that up? Oh, we get it all the time. We get that and uh, last gasp a lot, which is... Uh, That's another band from like Ohio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we get we get final grasp uh, a lot, so that that's pretty funny. That is funny, and and I almost say it several times, like like I've already done already. But uh, this, as I know, is not uh, your first your first band. You've been doing this stuff for quite a while. When I finally looked into your discography, and I was a little surprised, but to see some of the bands that you've been a part of, uh, one of which released one of my favorite records of this year, uh, Wound Man. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's, uh, me and, uh, me and Trevor have known each other for a long time. Um, and, uh, he's just been like a big part of new England music in general, punk, hardcore, metal, shoegaze, just anything. He's like, he's like a machine can write whatever the fuck he wants. And it's, it's always good. <laughs> um, so, uh, my, my friend Dean that I play in, uh, like a few black metal bands with, Mm-hmm. Uh, he played guitar in the in them and Moon Man at the time. He still does, but we don't really play that much. Um, and their bass player just left, so uh, he, I kind of offered up my uh, my my experience, as you will, services. To, yeah, yeah, my services, and uh, yeah, we've been doing it ever since. So that's uh, pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. But, but you've been, my, my point, I guess, bringing that up and bring it up that you've been doing it for a long time is that I want to ask you where, where it all begins for you. Just, uh, getting into, I don't know, let's just say punk music, punk music. So I grew up in a town called Stoughton, Massachusetts, which is about 30 minutes, like South of the city. Um, and surprisingly there were a lot of, you know, kids and, and just people that were involved in the pocket hardcore scene, um, just from that area. And we had the uh, the outpost in Stoughton, which was where like uh, like Blood for Blood would record and stuff, and uh, the Unseen and, and, and bands like that. Um, and I used to take the bus to school, you know, like middle school and stuff. And there's this kid that lived right up the street from me that. I I always mean to like text him or like like message him and say you know thank you for changing my life. I don't think you realize that you did it, but uh, yeah, he was he was always you know he had a mohawk and would always come in on the bus and I was always interested in all the patches that he had on his jacket and stuff. And we eventually became friends and started skating with each other and stuff. And he got me into bands like a uh, Global Threat and, and GBH and uh, the Unseen and like a lot of street punk bands and stuff uh, in Boston and like New England area. And um, that that was like my first real introduction into punk was uh, like through the, the street punk scene here in, in Boston. Were you into like heavier stuff before that? Or is that like your introduction to aggressive music? That was my introduction into aggressive music. And then as, you know, I got older into high school and stuff, I I got really into, you know, hardcore. And um, mm-hmm. that that's when it, the switch kind of happened, you know. Um, but it, it really it, it stemmed all from that. And then, you know, he, he was eventually getting into that stuff, too. So it was kind of like we were we would always see each other, but he was always older than me. So I'd be like, oh, shit, I didn't know you were going to be here. Like, how are you doing, yeah. you know, catch up and stuff. But uh, 
yeah, that, that I'd say that that was definitely my first introduction to it was uh, a global threat. That that was the first band that I heard that I, I was like a record I couldn't put down uh, when I was like 13, 14 years old. Uh, it's called uh, Until We Die, that that, that record. Um, That's interesting. So, I never really got into them very much, but I, I've seen them quite a few times. They, I know they did a couple tours, at least at least one that I remember distinctly with Bane uh, coming down through here. Um, and I've seen they used to play at this venue that used to be around here, the championship or in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. But that's yeah. not but it doesn't seem like a band that I don't know, maybe d- d- does it seem like they were under underappreciated? I think so. But I mean, I think at that time there was so much happening with with yeah. street punk bands and stuff. I think it was all kind of fell under one lens, you know what I mean? And so it was mm-hmm. it's kind of like the uh the public almost picked which ones were the ones that were going to be, you know, the, the ones to go see, you know, whether sure, it be like, yeah, yeah. you know, defiance or something like that, you know? And I mean, I love defiance too, but a, a global threat for me was the one that, that really stuck out them and the unseen and like one way system and stuff. They're not from Massachusetts, obviously from UK, but yeah. Yeah. Street punk movement was a big, big, big thing for me getting into uh, extreme music. Did that, um, determine the style of hardcore that you first latched onto? Uh, that's, that's a good question. I don't know because I think, I think eventually what would happen was I would hear, you know, I would hear things that were heavy, but I, I didn't like it at all. Mm-hmm. It was, it was more so like the metal core stuff and shit like that. And I knew there was something there that I thought could be cool, but it didn't really uh, grab onto me at all. So it was like, it went from the unseen global threat. And then this kid started wearing like a blood for blood patch. And I got like into like that style of hardcore for a little bit, you know, like the real yeah, yeah. meat, meat and potatoes, meathead kind of shit. Um, but I think that like, I eventually just, kind of did go back towards things that I I thought were more relatable to punk and hardcore and stuff, you know, yeah. um, there's like a good middle point, you know, like, I guess like, you know, suicide file and shit like that, you know, for sure. Yeah. Well, so just out of curiosity, what year are you talking about where you're discovering hardcore? Years, I'm, I was like. probably like, let's see, I'm going to say like 2008, 2007. Okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was going to shows at like the ICC church in Alston here, which would would have all the big, big bands come through. There was like a tour that happened. It was like Hope Conspiracy, Blacklisted Ceremony and stuff like that. And, you know, I obviously gravitated towards that too, you know, getting older and just being more around in Boston and, and seeing like those tours coming through here. Cause I mean, they weren't coming through my town that I was in, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like that, that era, that era I remember very well because I would have been right out of, I've been right out of college. And that's when I was going to a lot of shows because I had, you know, like disposable income. Well, it wasn't, but it, sh- it should have been. <laughs> and, yeah. You don't uh, really think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was like constantly going to shows back then. 2000s, 2006 to 2009, probably even later than that when I moved to Baltimore. But there, and, and like I mentioned, that venue, the championship had a lot of bands coming through. Uh, but I know like for 
at least from the outside, it always seemed like the Boston area has always had a scene. Was that, and maybe I'm wrong about that, but was that the case? Has that been the case? Oh, it's always, yeah, I, I think so. 100%. Whether it be it's like the punk scene, the hardcore scene, the metal scene, there's there's always been something here, which is awesome for how small it is, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, you know, when I was getting older and going to more sh- like hardcore shows and stuff, I, I wouldn't see punks around and I would always be curious, you know, what what the punk scene was here in Boston and, you know, my, my late, my late teen years, I guess. And then, you know, I eventually found it again and I, I fell in love with it all over again. And, um, it's, it's still pretty strong here, you know, both of them. So yeah. it, it's pretty cool. So when do you start getting involved in the scene as far as playing in bands? Um, probably like 2010, 2011. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd say around 2010, 2011, you know, I had always played in bands, but we never like, uh, we never really played Boston. We would always be like in like the suburbs, you know, playing VFWs and stuff like that. Um, so when we like, I remember my first Boston show was at the democracy center in Cambridge. It was the first time that my band had ever played there you know, in the city itself. And, you know, we were, we were like nervous. <laughs> um, and we didn't have to be, you know, it was probably a bit later actually. Cause I mean, no, yeah, it was like 2010, 2011. I, I played bass in this band called bear trap for a while. And um, I feel like I did. Did you ever go outside of the area? Cause I feel like oh, I remember the name. Yeah. We toured like relentlessly for a long Yeah. All right. Then for sure. I've seen that. Yeah. On, every amount of time but uh <laughs> when you're young you don't really care you know sure you know i mean but uh yeah that was like one of the and they, they had already been a, a well-established band within the scene but i was now playing bass for them so it was my first show playing in the city with with punks again and stuff and um it was it was cool it was really fucking cool and if it felt like i was i was i had missed out on so much time you know because i was going to all these different heavier shows and stuff. And I still love that shit too. But I was like, this is the thing that I missed too, is just seeing all this and seeing some of these people that I haven't seen in a while. Was it just rediscovering that sound, that scene or that, that, that uh, dynamic or whatever, or was there something that like pushed you out of the heavier stuff? Like, was there something oh, that, that made you want to go depart from that? Um, I think just the attitude at that time. Yeah. You know, um, there was a lot of uh, drama going on within that era. (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just didn't like it. And I just thought it was all unnecessary. And so, yeah, I just kind of just saw myself up for a little bit, you know, and I didn't think about it in like a negative way at all. I was just like, well, I'm going to let that settle and I'm not going to worry about it. And, uh, you know, I I don't even think about it. I was going to both at the same time but yeah there, there was a there was a period of time where i definitely bowed out of uh the heavier stuff because it was just the attitude was so macho and, and bullshit and i, I couldn't yeah. stand it <laughs> I, know, I know exactly what you mean uh oddly enough that uh shit has kind of taken a hold down here right now in a weird yeah, way it's definitely come back 
you know. <laughs> and uh, and I like I I just where before I don't know I was talking to other people like you know my age almost forty you know who've been doing it for a long time, and it's just like I, I don't know like I just don't care anymore. like go ahead be whatever I just. <laughs> I'm just like not even going to acknowledge it, you know? Yeah, exactly. I just, I mean, like I'm in my thirties, you know, and I'm like, I don't fucking care. I'm just going to, I'm going to go and enjoy what I want to enjoy. You know, right. I don't have to be involved in anything. I never was to begin with, but it was just always something that was always looming in the, the background that I just didn't really like, you know? Yeah. 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 And what I also feel like one of the best ways to, uh, curtail it if that's the word it's just, just like not even give it the attention or like yeah, yeah just don't like, acknowledge don't even be don't be impressed don't be uh don't don't uh be confrontational about it and just <laughs> let it fucking disappear because we we all know it comes in waves it'll go away again but yeah. uh you know but all right so so you you've been around for long enough you've done quite a few bands as we as we touched on there um you've played a lot of different sounds but this one that you're doing with Final Gasp seems to be the most different. Is that right? Would you agree? Yeah, I'd say so. Definitely. Um, I mean, this is also a band that I've wanted to start for like 15 fucking years. You know, <laughs> I just didn't know how to do it <laughs> yeah. without making it. Uh, um, you know, I was always worried about trying to do something like this and then having it be completely like cheeseball, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it definitely took a while and, uh, I think that, you know, just playing in different bands throughout my whole time, it's kind of shaped me to be like the, I guess the musician that I am today and taking a lot of those influences and just mash them into this, but it's a very, I guess, specific sound to us. You know, I think at the end of the day, what you're going to get is final gasp and that that's it you know yeah um obviously there's things you can pinpoint to and then where we take influence from but Mm -hmm. um it's definitely the most different one i've ever done well that's that's why i would like to ask you how would you describe it to somebody who like who hasn't heard it like you can't tell like you can't say it's just final gas but they haven't heard it so what would you (laughs) yeah what would you tell somebody i would just say it's I, I guess I just say it's a goth punk band, you know, mm-hmm. but it's also heavy and we, we have a lot of different influences and there's not a lot of, uh, parts for people to beat the shit out of each other. And, you know, like, <laughs> uh, so I, mean, I don't really want to know. I mean, I guess we definitely come from the hardcore scene, you know? Um, so, you know, sometimes I tell people we're a hardcore band because I'm like, I think, you know, at the end of the day, like that's where I came from. So that's, that's what I, I, I usually say is we're a hardcore band, but we have like, you know, different elements to it. There's a lot more melody and stuff. And it's a, it's a hard hitting goth punk band. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah, obviously I know what you're talking about because I've heard it tons. I've listened to it a lot. Um, yeah. but I think, I think you're right. I think you could just call it a hardcore band. Um, Though obviously there's a whole lot more to it. Uh, everybody who hears it is going to recognize that right away. Uh, to, there's, there's a lot more, especially on this new stuff. There's is, there's a lot more melodicism to it. Is that the right word? But it's yeah, not. Well, uh, but I wouldn't you know, call it melodic hardcore. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. It's just it's 
I, I you know, I uh, I don't even know how to explain it sometimes because I'm like, we we wrote everything just how we 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 wanted to hear things. You know what I mean? Um, so like sometimes I'll just tell people, yeah, we're like a a heavy metal band, you know. Mm-hmm. But then when you get the you know the nose stick up that you're like, it's not fucking heavy metal band. So <laughs> you know, it's just. I, I just say it's a a dark punk band, you know. But I guess uh, it could change on who, uh, depending on who you're explaining it to. You know? Exactly. I think yeah. it just has something for everybody too. At the end of the day, which is also cool, you know. Well, you mentioned something about about how you wanted to start it without doing without having it sound. I don't know what word you used. I'm going to say without making it sound corny or yeah. whatever. And you managed to do that, which is hard to like to say. Like it's like a like a goth rock hardcore band. Like if anybody would tell me that that's what their band sounds like, I would immediately think it sounds like shit. Exactly. You know? So it's like, I don't like telling people that most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how, how were you, how were you able to avoid that? How were you able to make this a good concept? Um, I think the way that me and uh, Eric Lester and my drummer kind of work with each other is just, it's, it's from like he I will write something right and I'll have it like structured in my head and we'll we'll jam it out but he'll hear it a completely different way and just the way that he's playing drums to it will change the whole song completely and it's always in a good way and I'm uh, I'm always saying to everybody in the band we, we don't break the formula like if Eric hears something and we like how it sounds that's it like that's that's the way it's gonna go because we we've just worked with each other on this for like five years and we have a really good chemistry with each other and you know he comes from a different background than I do kind of too he kind of comes from like the grindcore and 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 like raw punk DB scene too yeah. but he he loves the same shit that we all do and he was also in Bear Trap at one point too so <laughs> that's kind of funny the Bear Trap the Bear Trap reference. Yeah, it's it's everybody. Like my other guitar player, also from fucking Bear Trap as well too. So we all have known each other for a very long time, and played music with each other in one way or another. So I think that's just with the way that Eric, me, and Alex, my guitar player, all work with each other, we we we've made something that this seems like it's it's right. You know what I mean? It's like a yeah. formula that has been tried so many times, I think, but it just has not been executed well. And uh, Alex also comes from like a really like weird, he like does a lot of dungeon synth and comfy synth projects on his own and stuff. He's been doing that forever. Mm-hmm. So bringing those elements into it too, just added a lot more uh, room for us to explore and, and, and try different things, you know? Sure. When when you did the first uh, the first EP, which is it's, it's the name's escaping me. Uh, is this desire or something? Yeah, what baptism of desire. Baptism. Yeah. Was the was the feedback initially like good? Was there right away people digging the sound? Yeah, uh, honestly, they, it was because people knew what we were going for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think people have been waiting for a band to kind of do something in that vein for a while that yeah wasn't corny and um yeah. 
you know so because it's it's definitely out there dude but it's not great you know like there there's been hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fans that have done it and it's, you know, some of it's pretty, uh, pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not intentionally so. Yeah, and we, we get hit up by those said bands i won't mention names or anything but all the time there's a we should play shows with each other we should do this i'm like man i really love what you're doing but like it's not it's not where we're at you know yeah that's a weird thing that's a weird not not necessarily that specifically but like getting the i was just i I, this happened to me earlier today getting like when somebody reaches out to you stoked and like pitches something to you, like usually some type of collaboration, Yeah, which is, which is often what I get where someone's like, Hey, here's our demo. Check us out. You should have us on the podcast. And like, you don't want to be a dick about it, but you want to be like, Hey, this is cool. But, um, maybe not like, (laughs) it's, it's not within the formula, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah but you know like i don't want to lie about it i don't want to be like you know i don't want to blow them off either i don't want to be dismissive but it's i don't know so so usually i just don't say anything which is probably worst of all no i think silence is sometimes the best answer you can have (laughs) good good point good point well obviously you didn't get silence when uh you released baptism of desire oh wait there was there was a song there's a song on there the final gasp song yeah are you stuck with playing that forever now or is it already no, been kicked out of the Yeah, yeah we, we, we have, I think we kind of honestly stopped playing that. Um, as we were writing Haunting Whisper, like the next EP, we, we threw that one out and then put another one from that in before we released that, that EP because we just had, we had it for a while. And that was always my least favorite song. So I was like, I don't want to fucking play this anymore. Um, yeah, see, so, I, I thought you were going to be stuck with it forever. You know, the... Just because the name. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah, I mean, we will probably bring it back at some point, but right now we've we've got a whole whole records worth of stuff that we gotta get out in the in the open, you know. Yeah, for sure. Well, you did this the next EP on uh, Triple B, and yeah. that name, of course, is escaping me at the moment too. It is uh, what the fu- what's the second EP called? It's Haunting Whisper. Haunting Whisper. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so I think that's I think that's when I first heard final gasp and i'd imagine for a lot of people across the world i mean see maybe, yes. that's, maybe that's a bit of a, an exaggeration but also not because it's triple b yeah heard you guys for the first time so did you did you notice the and you you've you've got plenty of experience releasing stuff with triple b so you're um familiar with that effect so was that uh was that immediately um noticeable that more people were yeah, it was it was definitely more noticeable. Um, like I think that within you know that world, you know, people will probably compare it to like AFI or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like fine, but um, <laughs> I think that you know they 
they could grasp onto it and, and then they, they got it, you know? And then there were some people that also love hardcore, but also love Samhain and, and like killing joke and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that some people grabbed onto that even more so. And then the, those are the people that kind of, I think we grabbed necessarily from the triple B, you know, release that are like excited for this, this next one, you know? Um, it was definitely a big difference when it came out. I, I had no idea how it was going to go because, you know, we don't sound like any band on, on triple B at all. And, uh, whenever we play like hardcore shows, it's always kind of, uh, I think it's better now, but it was definitely weird for, for a while, you know? Yes. Sir. Uh, it, it was just, it was, uh, people don't want to see us playing with a uh, mind force. Well, <laughs> <You know? laughs> see, I thought, I thought, and, uh, yeah, granted I'm not out there as much as I used to be the, that now would be the time, or at least now it seems like the time for different styled hardcore bands. Right. Oh, I, I think so now, but I, Two or three years ago, it was still everybody getting used to kind of coming back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that was like right when we could start kind of playing off the records and stuff. And uh, I think everybody was still getting used to us and just being around people. So I think definitely now, I, I mean, we on this tour, we just did. We played some really weird, wacky, cool shows. Just, just did that didn't make sense, but it, it ended up great. You know, because everybody was not sticking their nose up at something and wanted to see what people have have to offer, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's that's great, too. Is that the tour you just did? Was that was that High Command and Poison Ruin? No, no. We we just did a solo full U.S. tour. Oh, OK. Just us. Um, we toured with Poison Ruin last summer and then we did a, a weekend or like five days of High Command and Dead Heat uh, last October. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a cool, uh, combination there because I don't think you guys are all very similar. Yeah. You know, we're all homies and we've all been homies for a while. So it was, it was a fucking blast, but it was, uh, it was cool. It was, it was cool to, to kind of, you know, cause you got like two thrash metal bands, essentially like crossover and then us. So (laughs) you know, we, we played with some really fun bands on that, that little five day run too, that, that, Kind of bridge the gap with with us and them too. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Ben Thorn from Philadelphia, who I'm my homies with too. They played the Philly show, and they're they're fucking great. They played the New York show too, actually. Yeah, no, that's that, that's awesome. All right, so the the new record, Morning Moon. I yeah. was surprised when I started seeing uh, press releases, emails about this, and with the with the relapse records behind it. But I was stoked for it too because I think it's a it's a great you're a great band to be on a platform like that. A band we just mentioned, Poison Ruins, put out a couple records with them as well, who I think yeah. are I think are similar to you and where you fit in and kind of don't fit in. Also, you know, yeah, kind of hard to peg. And uh, I love seeing how Relapse gets behind bands like this. This has to be like the same kind of, I'd imagine, same kind of jump as it was from like the independent thing or the relatively unknown thing to Triple B and now to Relapse. Are you seeing the same kind of upgrade yeah definitely it's been a huge huge like i guess help you know in a way um but yeah people have been more excited to see us and uh reaching out to us to to play things and 
you know, reaching out about the record and, you know, wanting to do interviews and stuff, which is always cool. And, um, just, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, we, we, we've never really known what to expect with this fucking band. (laughs) We, we knew we just wanted to, to do it. And, um, I always wanted to put this band out on relapse. Like even when I would think about it, I was just like, that, that makes it really, that makes sense to me, you know, cause they, they kind of take risks with bands that, that do different things and, yeah. and have some fucking emotion behind it, you know? And, um, that so it, it feels really good. And it's definitely been a big difference within, you know, our world, at least seeing, you know, the, the possibilities and stuff and what, and what we can do, you know, and it, it's, it's been a fucking treat. Yeah. No, it's, I'd imagine it has to be, um, I don't know, just, just cool. That's, that's all. I think it just yeah, has to be cool. It's just cool, man. It's, it's cool. It's, it's way, uh, it makes more sense than, uh, being on triple B and I love Sam and I love triple B, but I was, this, this felt like home, you know? So it, yeah. it feels good to be where we are right now. It seems like, Maybe I'm wrong because I didn't check years on any of these releases, but does it, is this band moving fast or slow for you? I can't even tell, man. <laughs> um, like, I don't even know what the trajectory is for like some bands anymore. Um, I mean, we've had this record written for about two and a half years. Oh, wow. We demoed it out a year ago and then actually even longer yeah we we demoed it out about a a year and a half ago and then we couldn't we we didn't really know where we wanted to go or who we wanted to do it with i i think that now it's moving fast because we have this out of the way in a way Mm -hmm. um and we have about you know a good chunk of songs written for the next one that we're just kind of pumping out because that's kind of how me and eric do it we just get together and we'll write and then, you know, we'll, we'll start fleshing out more ideas just kind of as we go. Yeah. So I, I'd say maybe it's moving faster now, but it was definitely, you know, taking a while, I think, especially obviously with COVID, everybody couldn't do anything. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I always try to like judge that, like, does that matter? I don't even know if it matters anymore. Like if, <laughs> if those, if those two years, off mattered or not for for some bands you know because we were still fresh at that point you know it still might have taken us just as long to get to this point yeah well this is kind of a question i i i guess i had stopped asking really because i assumed it wasn't really applicable anymore but is this a a pandemic record then morning oh no because we started writing it before um like like we we had probably like two songs maybe like written you know yeah but um we definitely started writing more when the pandemic happened because me and eric were the only ones that could get together but even after everything came back then everybody came back into the picture and then it changed even more because everybody had ideas so it was uh it was it was a long process for this one then you know it was all circumstantial you know we we weren't obsessing or beating ourselves up over certain parts or anything. It was just, Oh, well, cons really kind of writes these cool parts, but we can't really meet up with them. And we were trying to do it through via FaceTime and shit. And it just wasn't, it wasn't happening. Um, 
but then eventually, you know, we all got to back together when the world seemingly opened back up and it was easier for us to kind of communicate these ideas with each other and, and, and do it properly. Well, speaking of band members, you've got six of them. Has that yeah. always been the case? Uh, that was the, the idea for, for this record. And then we had kind of asked Peter, our, our newest member to, to join before we had, uh, recorded the record. Cause I love his guitar playing and he adds a lot of different elements into it. And he builds pedals and stuff like just works on gear and he's just kind of like a, a nerd with that shit, you know? And, um, when we had first met, we were talking about it cause I wanted to add a, a much cleaner kind of tone within the band, but have it still be heavy hitting with two guitars, but everyone's playing something different, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think when people see us live, like old videos where there's three guitars, it was just because we haven't played any of the, the new songs off the record yet. So it's like, some people seem seem it as a unnecessary, but I think when they see us on the this next tour, it'll it'll make a lot more sense. So, do all six of you have a hand in in writing too? Yeah, now we do. Yeah, um, which is great, and as you can imagine, also kind of a headache. Yeah, doesn't that slow things down? <laughs> I'd it, imagine it that slows things down. It, it does, and it doesn't because at the end of the day, we all kind of know what, what's going to work and what isn't. And we'll try something maybe like two or three times. And by the second time we're, if we're, if we're not feeling, we just, we just cut it and we, we don't bother with it. And we go back to how it was before. Well, there's been three, I think it's three, three singles now released from the record climax infinity, Blood yeah. and Sulfur, which is the latest one, and the title track, Morning Moon. Uh, has the has the response been good or what you expected more than what you expected less? How's how's that been looking? It's been great. I go in with no expectations on anything. So anytime something happens, it's it's good in my book, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But no, it really, I, I think especially when the first single came out, I think it really grabbed a lot of people that didn't know where we were kind of headed that do know us and then people that had never heard us before became really, really into it. And uh, it seems like people are really excited about the record and uh, all the singles for the most part, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's been, a, it's been funny picking these, these singles too, because they all make sense with each other, but they're also different, you know, mm -hmm. like, Morning Moon is more somber and kind of has more of a, a melody, you know, melodic feel to it. And then I think Climax Infinity is a hard hitter where it's it's bluesy almost. And then Blood and Sulfur, we just kind of ripped from Earth AD, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we still we still have those roots in there. Like they're not going anywhere. Yeah, for sure. But I think that's what makes it so appealing and what's really uh, gives it that, uh, I guess, I guess that that those punk rock roots that you're that you're clinging to. Yeah. You know, we still we're not going to come out there and, and act like we're like better than punk or hardcore or anything like that, you know, because you see that shit all the time, too. And that drives me fucking crazy, <laughs> you know, people people coming out of a, you know, a hardcore scene starting an indie band or something like that. And, and then thinking that they're so much better off 
We got a lot of that right now. Yeah, it's like, uh, you man, you, you were fucking moshing the three knee deep like two weeks ago or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> It's the '90s revival bands, and that's what that's what everyone's doing now. I don't even want to hear it, dude. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I that's the the uh, the irony for me is that I do like the music typically. Well, when it seems like it's legit, yeah. When it when it when you can tell what's real and what's not, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyway, let's talk about your band. Morning yeah. Moon. <laughs> Morning Moon comes out. Uh, when is that? What is that official release date? It's I got it right here in front of me. September 22nd on Relapse, yeah. like we mentioned. What are you most looking forward to about the release of this record? Um, I'm really looking forward to our record release shows and a tour that I can't uh talk about right now, but is happening from October. 27th till uh, December 5th with a big uh, tour. Yeah. With two very of um, some of my favorite bands that I'm really fucking excited about, but uh, that should be getting announced soon. So I just can't mention it. Um, But we're doing our uh, record release in Boston at uh, club man Ray, which is uh, a queer and goth club that, that was open during like the late eighties and the nineties and shut down for a while, reopened back up two thousands and then shut down again. And now it's back. And, um, they've been having like, you know, dance nights every, every night of the week, pretty much. And, uh, I think people are just excited that there's some kind of subculture happening again within the city. That isn't just the metal punk or hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're we're playing there for our record release and the, the like the only other band that has played there under this name was like nirvana and like the oh, wow. in like the the late 80s early early 90s um how'd you and, get in there did you guys approach them um yeah so my homie keith works the door there and we were on this tour and i was looking at the release date and i said shit guys we gotta book our record release shows we they should probably do that soon and, you know, we've played the Middle East in Cambridge. That's like our home. And Peter, our guitar player, works there. But uh, uh, I wanted to do it somewhere different. I wanted to make it special because this record is really special to us. And um, I think it, it it's really cool that Keith was, uh, I hit him up and he, he he said, I can't believe you're you're texting me this right now because I'm having a meeting with management about having live bands play again. And you guys were the first <laughs> band I was going to pitch to them to do this. So it's amazing that it's your record release because it's like a special event. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're not trying to have shows. We're trying to have one band play and then have a dance night for the rest of the night. So that that's what's happening for us. And um, it's just us. And then him and Faz, is a, who's another guy that that works there they have a dj group called the orphanage that is going to play you know punk goth and, and and just dance music all night before and then we play and then after so it, it's really special people are pretty excited about it because it's it's a it was an unspoken thing that it never seemed like shows were going to happen there or bands would be able to perform there and it's the perfect venue for it it's not just a club you know so I'm really excited about that. That's very cool. It's very cool. Very different too. And goes along with, uh, goes along with the, uh, the, the whole thing you got going on with final gasp. Just, yeah, just, you know, just, so, 
just off center. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of where we always we don't even like intentionally try to do it all the time, but it, it's it feels right. You know, I wanted to do it somewhere different, and I think that that's where we belong to do this for this record specifically. That's very cool. You got another one in uh, Providence too, don't you? Providence, yeah, that's that's going to be fun. I, and I actually I booked that one at AS220 because that's an older venue that I used to go to shows when I was younger. They still do shows, but not as often. But that I used to go to shows there all the time and see bands that I fucking loved and lose my mind. And I wanted to do it there because that's a special place to me. And that, that one's a full show with a haunting figure who is uh, James, my third guitar player, his, his black metal band, um, the infinity ring, which is like a neo folk kind of dark, dark folk, full band. Um, and silver dagger, which is like a band sounds like the gun club or something like that. And fucking awesome. And it's all friends, you know, it's all homies. And I'm, I'm really happy that it's happening there too. Cause Pro- Providence has played a huge part in this band because half the band is from there so yeah yeah, it's it's i i wanted to do um you know like kind of a whole weekend out of it but with our tour being so close to some of the places that we're playing we kind of couldn't yeah so the these ones were like totally on the table and i was like we have to do providence because it it would be weird if we didn't you guys live here and we played providence pretty much more than boston like when we first started, I've only so. been to Providence one time for a show, and it was wait, 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 what was it? It was the Built to Last Fest at Club Hell. Oh man, do you, do you know what I'm referring to? Yeah, I think um, that you was were a, play that one right. There was there was one. It was like a, it was like I think it only happened one time from what I remember. This would have been 2008 or 2009. Yeah, uh, I remember because I was laid off because it was the recession. And uh, I had no business going halfway up, you know, the, the yeah. country to, <laughs> to go to a fucking show with zero money. Uh, but I remember Breakdown, uh, of course, Product of Waste played, but it was yeah, big. But- it was, there was two different floors. Uh, there was bands downstairs, bands upstairs, but they just kind of went back and forth. But that's, that's all, but man, I don't remember much about it, but it was a, it was a, it was a big show though. Yeah. I remember seeing pictures from that and I definitely remember seeing Product of Waste not not there obviously but um yeah. you know yeah rest in the of area. Uh, yeah. i've used to love that fucking band man <laughs> oh they're they're excellent uh you you won't take me alive is uh one of my favorite records of the era yeah dude it's awesome really really fucking hard straight up yeah. hard <laughs> absolutely no denying that well i wouldn't call final gas hard but I would call it awesome. And I, 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 since I've only heard the three singles, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the record. I'll hear it with everybody else on the 22nd. And uh, I don't, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It sounds like a lot of other people are really enjoying it. And I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, I'm excited for you guys to get, get it out there the way, uh, the way it seems like it's going to work out. Thank you, man. Yeah. We're, we're feeling really good about it. Very, uh, I guess relieved in a way, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> just for the amount of time that it took, I, I really didn't think it was ever going to happen. I thought we were going to just get sick of each other at some point and just not do it. But uh, I don't know. We all really love each other within the band and we like being around each other and we like making music with each other. So 
uh, it feels good. Like we're going to go out to dinner and shit on the 22nd and like have like a band dinner and hang out, you know? That's a very cool way to celebrate a record release. Yeah. You know, we don't need to have a show. We'll do it like a few weeks after, you know, we're, we're going to fucking, we're going to hang out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I hope it's as, uh, I hope it's cool. I'm sure it will be. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on on the record? Explain about it before we cut this one off. Not much, man. I just want people to listen to it and kind of, you know, make their own opinion about it. And, you know, if you enjoy it, cool. And if not, then fuck you, you know? there you have it that was my conversation with jacob murphy the song you just heard was climax infinity 
which sounds great as a song and as a concept, if I do say so myself. That, of course, is on the new record, Morning Moon, dropping soon on Relapse Records. Thanks to Jacob for his time, for his conversation, for his comments and thoughts and all the other things. I hope you enjoyed listening to that chat. Many more to come here on Getting It Out podcast as we continue the most prolific year yet we i mean me us i guess that's you too not like bono though you could if he listens you're allowed to be here bono i welcome you anyway i already said it but thanks again to jacob for his time for his conversation thanks to you for a little bit hey thanks to you if you have ever gone and rated getting it out podcast five stars on whatever podcast listening app you choose does a great deal to help for some reason. I don't know why not many people have done it over the last six years. Truly very few people have rated getting it out podcast, anything, whether that's on Apple music or Spotify and uh, all of them have been good so far. So that's great, but it's hard to get people to do. So, Hey, open it up, go down there, click those five stars, wherever it's at. I don't know. Are they stars? I don't know that I've done it for my own podcast. Maybe I should, maybe I will. That's going to be it for this episode of the podcast. If you want to go over to gettingitout.net and check out what's going on there, there's a lot of news updates this week, a few music videos, see what's happening in the world of extreme and underground music. I do my best to keep it updated. I do my best to stay abreast. Can I make that a term? I got to look up what abreast means. It just sounded like a nice rhyme I wanted to say right there. So I did. There it is. I'm going to end this with a song from a band called Great Falls. Are you familiar with Great Falls? They are a really cool band based out of, let's say, Seattle. They're a trio and it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like noise rock, but it's super heavy. It's like way too heavy to just be called noise rock. Uh, you can call it uh, some style of hardcore punk, but it's but nobody would ever call it hardcore punk. How about I let you hear it and find out for yourself? This song is called Trap Feeding, and it's off of their new record, Objects Without Pain. It drops on Neuro Recordings September 15th. That's this week. Check it out. Trap Feeding by Great Falls. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. <laughs>